Happy Thursday, and welcome back to another exciting adventure of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we talk about one minute of the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnson directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Now, Jim, we had so much fun yesterday with Lisa Peterson. We uh, we begged, we pleaded, we uh, we may have even cajoled, uh, but I'm not even sure if I know how to do that. Yeah, a little bit of cajoling, <laughs> and uh, we're very very lucky to have her back. Lisa, welcome back. Thank you. Hello. Hi, you guys. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. We've missed you. (laughs) Yeah. We missed you. uh, It's been a long 24 hours. It has been a long, painful 24 hours. Fraught with technical difficulties, we might add. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. We got it. We got it together there. We did. We did. Putting the Transcontinental Railroad together was nothing like this. This was a a piece of cake. Oh, that Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, Wow. But here yeah. we here we are in the uh, it, it, we're we're back in the in the studio of uh, the Laughing Bandit the, the the stage of the Laughing Bandit once again with uh, with our favorite noble woman uh, who uh, is is going to get to do her, her a new line reading after they reset and uh, I have to have just a simple question that we never asked was it fun did you have a good time making this movie uh, yes I thought it was a lot of fun <laughs> you know it was just I think I was there for about. 25 minutes and then i was gone so it wasn't i don't think yeah it was very quick we did it in a very short time and it was not um anything we had to go over a lot i think they they you know i think the director was happy okay well (laughs) as long as the director was happy that's what's important ah yeah wow and Uh, as we discovered yesterday (laughs) we discovered some salacious facts about your relationship with the director yeah (laughs) That Joe is my husband at the time. We are not married any longer, but we're very we're very close, and well, we have two great kids together. Well, that's good. And uh-huh. uh, you, you know, it, he did get you in the movie. That was that was a nice thing for for him to get you in there. <laughs> but you know, you did get in there through talent, not just by um, relationships. Well, was, I'd like to think that. I'd like to think that. And thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. And yeah. You were just you. You were equal equal parts eye rolling and adorable it was just it was it was a wonderful mm-hmm. a wonderful time and you get to wear that crown and you had uh, I, olivia de havilland's uh, dress yeah. on now was that yeah. was that your hair that did those big english plates going down the, the the giant braids there those are oh i'd love to tell you that those were my braids but um sadly no i don't have hair like that Aww. and um no and i had a lot of bangs i used my bangs i think and then they had these big giant you know, braids uh, that somebody wore in some movie and then <laughs> Olivia de Havilland's dress and then the, and then the crown. Yeah. That, that so, might've that might been Shirley Temple and Heidi or something. <laughs> 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 or somebody's crawling at my braids. And was, I throw them out the window. There was some fairy tale. What was that? <laughs> yeah. Rapunzel. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, uh, it, it did come come through great i thought uh yeah just just watching your little scenes with the with the chandelier coming down and and you're you're working uh you're working timothy dalton like a pro you got that you know he's he's all happy and excited and smiling you two are yeah. acting he, is each other. he is he really yeah. is good then he yeah he gets to jump jump out of the table and then of course uh poor cliff knocks over the flat and and wrecks your big scene uh, and, and, and but this time it wasn't 
Yeah, it was, this time it wasn't your fault. Yeah. No, so. but darn, darn that Billy Campbell. <laughs> right. Darn that guy. He just wants to be in every scene. That's the way he it just, works out. <laughs> he just, yeah, he needed to be in every scene. I, I remember that. Oh, he's a doll. He's just so wonderful. And I'll tell you what, that guy is really nice. Yeah. He's yeah. very, he's a very kind actor. He was really, really nice on the set to everybody. And I'm not just saying that because I want him to get a lot of roles. I don't even know what he does now. But um, I just thought he was, of all the actors uh, that I've met during my marriage to Joe and in all the movie people that I met, I think Billy Campbell is one of the, just a, he's just gracious and warm and friendly. And uh, it was a pleasure working with him. And I know that Joe really liked working with him and Jennifer, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, it, it seemed like a close knit cast, too. I mean, everybody seemed like. Yeah, probably when the camera stopped rolling, they all went out for, you know, a, a couple of pints and, and just ha- hung out together. It's all, it, it seems well, very it was similar. like that. It was really like that. And, you know, and then this was some years ago when movie making was it was an easier process. I mean, uh, you know, I hate to say it nowadays because Joe's going to be working on another film, getting a piece together and having the producers and everybody be on, you know, on track together. It is a lot more difficult. And. So at the time that Joe was given the script and there were some rewrites, sure, but the director was given a lot more freedom to do what he wanted to do. And so, you know, there were those at bay that wanted to make sure that they weren't overspending. But it wasn't like it was a huge budget in those days. And I don't even know what it was, 20 million or something like that. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but that's just nothing. Um and the sets, it just, it kind of went, it kind of fit together. You know, Joe may have other things to say about it that, that were more difficult, but from the way I see it and the, when the way I see movies put together nowadays, it was just, it flowed very beautifully and everybody was just up to the task and it worked well. And of course, when I came on the set and did my line and everybody was just really happy and it made the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, for, for, no, no. You're, Absolutely. You're, you're the right. linchpin. You're the turning point of this movie. When uh, I, you, you, I like to think that. I like to think that of myself. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to be greedy, Lisa, but uh, yeah. you know, would you would you give us the line one more time? Okay. Since, uh, since at this minute, yeah. the, you the gave good it the reading. The good reading. The good oh, reading. Oh, hey, I will it, do that. It was a good it, reading yesterday, but come on. This this is the good reading. Oh my prince, would that you drink of my lips as deeply? <laughs> you know, I'm never going to wash these headphones lovely. again. That's the way it is. It's just... <laughs> it's, it's... Absolutely lovely. And it's so nice in this uh, in this minute, that little, you know, you get that little sort of cock of the head and smile from uh, from Tim Dalton. And then, no, of course, the, the director. Director, then... I can't remember his name, but is grinning from ear to ear. And then yeah, he's got that happy. huge smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it's, uh, it's a... It's a it, even I think even the people in the audience were happy for you. That's that's yes, how much exactly. that's how much it sold. That's how much it sold out to the audience. They're like, oh, isn't she nice? Wasn't yeah. that a sweet thing? Yeah, it just yeah. It's so funny. We're supposed to be rooting for the guy with the rocket on his back. You know, yeah. shout out to our friend Billy who's probably listening right now. But uh, but we're really rooting for you in this scene. It's like, oh, she's got it. It's good. And then of course, uh-huh. you know the. <laughs> The walls literally come tumbling down. They literally come tumbling down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, uh, the fellow that played uh, uh, the director, Victor, was uh, Sam Vincent, who was a, a big character actor at the time. He's been in you know, a million everything, all TV shows and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just uh, – he, and he's he's great. I mean, he looks like he could do an Alka-Seltzer commercial next week. You know, just, he, has, he just oh. had that – 
that heartburn look on his face that he's just absolutely is he still around is he still acting um i am not sure but fortunately oh. through the miracle of imdb and the internet uh uh-huh. i don't know if uh, hal may be Although, to this <laughs> i'm a little gun shy with imdb thank you very much because uh way back in uh, what was that minute 10 uh you know we asked billy campbell about a role and uh, that he was in, and he laughed, and he said, IMDb told you that, didn't it? And I said, yes, and that was William Campbell. That wasn't even him. Uh, oh. But, uh, so <laughs> I take it all with a grain of salt. His last and, movie, this is one of his last movies. He was in 1993. He was in a movie, Donna, Donato and his daughter. So I do not know the future of that. He was in Bay. He was on the TV show Baywatch, so there you have it. Baywatch? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and no, Falcon with, Crest. So, uh, great. Great shows. Yeah. You know, those are all great shows. They call that steady work. So he had, you know, a lot of steady work there. And uh, you can't, can't, can't put a man down for working straight. He just did a, did a lot of good, a lot of, a lot of good work there. So, um, yeah. And he, and he, again, he helped all along with the movie. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it is a beautiful thing. I mean, we, it, it, Hal and I have watched this movie. I, it, there's probably a comma in the number of times we view, we viewed The Rocketeer. <laughs> And now that we're watching it at you know frame by frame level, I still love watching you know all the little scenes and how everything's going. And uh, now, did you get a rehearsal with this, or it was just like here's the line, let's go? No, no, I did not. No rehearsal. I just had to show up one morning and put on my clothing and just do it. It was just that way. You're you're like you're like Batman. You just kind of like jump in on a line and boom, off you go and and out the door. It was fantastic <laughs> just, yeah you know and then and then of course there's the craft table you know there's snacks oh, to have. Sure. And you got yeah, to hang around the the really good craft table yeah, yeah and um, oh the, i'm just trying to think of which lot well this was on the lot i can't even remember what lot this was shot on i think it was disney i think they shot in, in disney you know, at, at disney yeah so it was um, in one of the sound stages in disney yeah so yeah uh, they they probably filmed a lot of like swashbuckling type movies there in the past. You know, there was Glynis Johns was probably there uh, long long ago. But uh, it, oh. it, it's uh, it it is a stunner, and just everybody seems happy. I just I I feel bad that this movie isn't as well known as it should be. This this could have been really yeah. I mean, mm. it, it could have been the next Indiana Jones. It could have been you know another another franchise movie. But uh, we had, we've talked in the past about how many. There was just a confluence of things going on at the same time, and it's yeah. it's just a shame. I mean, this, this movie opened the week before Terminator 2 came out, and that just kind of wiped it for the summer. But, so much of it has to do with timing, too. Yeah. That, um, you know, and I thought when Joe did October Sky, you know, I, I, it was very well received, but the timing was that a lot of people didn't see it, or something else came out, and releasing a film is a huge deal. What gets released, and who's in conflict with who. And so, you know, a lot of it is, um, and, but everyone was going to see films in those days at the movie theater. Yeah. Still, still. And we don't, we don't do that as much now, but I think a lot more people are watching it. I often, you know, will hear someone say, Oh, I just saw that uh, October sky or rocketeer again. And, um, and you can see it again and again. And it's, it, it is one of those films that people like to watch, you know, several times because it's such a, it is a happy film. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it is. I, it really my, is. my, my wife and I watch October Sky every October 4th, which is when, you know, the Sputnik launch. Oh, that's right. You said that. And oh, that's so great. It, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a family tradition. And, 
Uh, and yeah, it, it is something that you can show. It's very inspiring. And I think that that might be a constant in Joe's films. He always seems to have inspiring movies. He may, a movie that makes you feel better when you come out than when you walked into the movie theater. And I think that's that's probably the that's probably what the job of a director is to make you feel, you know, uplifted. And I I, I feel that with his movies. There's always an, a real undercurrent yeah. of of affection for the subject matter or the period or anything too. You know, you get a sense of that. It's you know, this uh, The Rocketeer is a love letter to uh, the original graphic novels, but it's also just a, a period to old old style filmmaking. It's a love letter to, you know, the pulp serials, uh, King of the Rocket Men and, and all those sorts of things from the 30s and, and uh, all of that. And, and it always shows through in his work. A bit of the screwball comedy, too. I mean, which is oh, you know, sure, yeah. the, the noble woman role here is, you know, it's, it's just a little goofy Capper esque thing that you can. Yeah. You kind of, you know, you root for the underdog, and you're you're the underdog in this little scene, and it just you you win at the end. So in just in just two minutes, you had a complete arc for your for your character. And I, I have to I have to tell you, I sent I sent these clips, you know, the one where I don't do the good reading, and then I sent the the good reading, and I sent it to my son and my and and Henry, he's twenty two and he said mom you know he texts me because of course kids don't talk on the phone yeah. they only text right yeah and he says he says mom you could have been a great actress my god i can't even believe it and then he started texting me more he said mom are you sad that maybe you gave it up to have me and he said did oh, i get wow. in the way and i said oh henry are oh. you kidding me and he and then i really thought he was kind of serious about it and finally he goes oh, i'm just kidding you but i he, he 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 thought it was really funny, and when the kids were little, when they saw it, it doesn't mean anything to them. But then when he saw it again, he says, "You know, my mom wasn't so bad. That was pretty good of her." Oh, so. <laughs> that's really yeah, sweet. It's, it's moments like that you wait. You might have to wait twenty-two years, but you finally, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Do you know how that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two kids in their in their late twenties and, and thir- early thirties, and yeah. it's funny how how much smarter and better you get the older they get. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're more dad. <laughs> well. <laughs> What I'm finding is that kids really look at our time when we were younger and they think there's so many cool aspects to our life. Um, you know, like, oh, you guys played a turntable. So my kids have a turntable and they listen to music on records because yeah. they think that's so cool. And we go, what? What? You know, why would you do that? My, 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 <laughs> do- my daughter begged me for my record collection and for an old turntable that I had. Like it was, you know, it's some yes. kind of a sacred relic. It's like, you're letting me have your Beatles albums. I was like, well, you can have them. They're just, yeah. They've been sitting in a, they've been sitting in the bottom of a China closet for years. You can, sure. Why not? I haven't played them in years. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they have like parties like, look at this. And, and you know, it, it, it's this weird time machine that they, they get involved in that stuff. But it is. I think it's really great. Yeah. They they they're nostalgic or they're it's a, it's a retro to them. They call it retro. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. a nicer word than antique. <laughs> yes, it is. Because we're antique. Yeah. Because we are I, antique. No, we're classics. No, we're right. just yeah, classic. We're, that's we're all. classic. We're classic. We're classic. I don't care what happens. I always ask for the senior discount. That's just the way. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart guy. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You well, know, it's funny. There's uh in uh, looking at this minute. There's something I'd never noticed before until uh, I believe you made the comment once that, uh, Jim, we go through this like there's a Pruder film, you know, frame yeah. by frame. Um, so, you know, we've got Cliff. He's the, the flat is about to fall. And we see uh, what second is it here? It's about second, you know, 39, 40 or so. Um, Lisa, you're barely in frame. You're you're way off to the left. You're sitting there holding the rose, and the flat is going to fall towards Tim Dalton and toward that table that, that that you've been acting around. 
And it looks to me, like as far as I can tell, it looks like uh, Julian Barnes as Charlie uh, sort of grabs you by the shoulders and he's pulling you back to uh, to make sure you're out of the way of the falling flat. Yes, but that was after I toasted the direct or somebody toasted me after I did the good line reading. And of course, we were all sort of celebrating for just that moment before the flat sure. came down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he had to pull me out of the way. But I would think I saw that I was raising my big you know, goblet to whoever was toasting. I guess it was the director or something. Well, no, no, it was Timothy Dalton. Yeah, Neville Sinclair. Oh, okay. So, and then you're holding, uh, you're holding a rose uh-huh. uh, in your right hand, and then uh, just as that flat falls, it looks like he grabs you and, and pulls you back, and it almost looks like something that, uh, you know, that happened very organically, although I'm sure it was choreographed. Uh, oh, no, it was just very organic. All of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so look out, something's falling. Pure, pure method acting, there we are. Please yeah. don't I, kill the director's wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you oh. know, rule number one of filmmaking, I think. <laughs> right. Wow. That's funny. Oh. Did, did you go to the rap did you go to the rap party cuz we understood that it was at the uh, South Seas, the, uh, the 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 big ballroom uh, set. It was and it was really exciting and fun and the whole cast was there and we danced and ate and danced and we had a great time. Wow. I don't remember. You know what? I don't even remember a lot of that. Oh, that boy. was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember being invited to that party. That's a weird know. one. I don't know if they have rap parties like that anymore and premieres like they had. I mean, but there was a, that was a real proper premiere. Yeah. It was, and it yeah, was the really, El Capitan and the uh, El Capitan. And I mean, I, again, I don't even know if they do things like that in Hollywood any longer, but you know, they had money to do that. And, People just, it was still like kind of the old time movie making and, and, and my, you know, yeah, my, I, I don't know. I don't know if they still do that anymore. I mean, I've just been out of it for so long. I'd have to ask. Go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nowadays I know, I know a lot of it's like green screen and stuff like that. And you're acting in front of nothing, but you know, this, you, you see literally, this is the sets. You can see these the flats and the walls and all that and the, the lights and, and stuff. It really is a nice old fashioned movie. But made in the, you know, this is probably one of the last ones to be like that, where you're just seeing regular full size practical effects. I mean, you know, we, we were talking, we've been talking over these many minutes about the, uh, you know, the, the, the air pilot, the, the pilots that do stunt work on all these things and, um, you know, stuff like real people falling off the back of real airplanes. Nowadays, that would probably be either CGI or they, you know, they do it in a studio in front of a bunch of green screens and they'd be falling on green mattresses. Um, but it's it, it, it must have been nice to be a part of all that back back in the day when this was still a you know a thing that was not completely I uncommon. Re- I remember when Joe was doing, and this is right after we first met, and he was doing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that I'm sure your kids have oh, seen. Sure. And you know that was the beginning of, well, it was kind of the beginning of a special effect idea. You know, there were things that had to happen in that film because the kids got shrunk. And I think it was the very first film that I noticed that green screen or blue screen or whatever they did, but it was on such an elementary level. So you could see, I think there was bees floating around or something. You could see that, that filament line. I, you know, they had to erase that and stuff, but it was still so new. And so, you know, and I don't even speak, um, intelligently about it because I know so little about special effects, but nowadays special effects, you can do anything and you can make anything or be, have somebody anywhere that they want to be. I mean, it's sort of like if you have this limitlessness with the new special effects nowadays, it makes it less humane. I mean, there's a humaneness about the rocketeer and, you know, and honey, I shrunk the kids that it brings it on a level that's kind of, um, 
a little bit more personal. I, I don't know. Do yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, it. I, I think just... I think it also gives the, the actors a chance to react to something. You know, you don't have to pretend oh, exactly. that you're looking exactly. at a green wall and stuff. And it's that's difficult. You know, it's I mean, there's there's so much more open possibilities for just the, the grandeur of the visual effect. You know, you can see all these. Mm-hmm. You know, they can have like a hundred thousand people fighting a war and stuff. But sometimes you don't care about the hundred thousand people. You just want to see how two people are reacting in the middle of it all. So. Well, that's the whole point. That's the whole thing is that you had to have a story and there had to be, you know, uh, relationships that worked because you couldn't rely. You know, nowadays you can say and I don't mean to say everything is bad nowadays, bad special effects, but it can take the place of a good script You because you can take a mediocre script and make it doctored up with a lot of good special effects. But you can really see that. A really good script that works. You don't need any special effects. And Joe is always was looking for that October Sky type of thing yeah. to do again because he liked that so much. It was so real, and he's such a classic. He's a classic movie director from a time um, where you know you really had to know everything from soup to nuts. I mean, what as far as script development and um, all the way through to the the editing process, he sort of was adept at all of that. So you know, I got to hand it to him. He he's a talented guy. Oh yeah. And, well, and it's amazing to me to think about. Uh, you know, we're having this discussion, and I'm and it, it's absolutely spot on in terms. Of he likes that you know sort of the earthy, organic feel, and he's not going to over rely on special effects. And for somebody who you know, first came to my attention as a kid working on the first Star Wars film, um, sort of initially all about special effects, but it was about, it was about real special effects. It was about, uh, you know, that organic sort of in camera feel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, that, uh, that's amazing because it seemed like he sort of learned the power of special effects, came to understand them. And then it, he also, unlike so many directors, he learned to use them judiciously. And, exactly. Uh, to further I, the story. That's and I, it. Mm-hmm. I, I'd go out on a limb and say, you know, Captain America, um, obviously plenty of CG in there and, and some astounding effects, uh, effects work done to Chris Evans to make him look so different and all those sorts of things. But uh, um, that still to me has that very, very real, you know, old time filmmaking feel, even though there's obviously a lot more CG and something like that. Than it, it, would it, be in it, it has a, it, it is a, it has a human level of the story. You're not taking right. it out to the epic. You're just, you're trying to focus on, you know, just some, some guy that's caught in a, in a strange situation. And that's, that's what, you know, October sky we, we were talking about earlier was it's very, it's a very human. There's a couple of small, very small special effects involving the rockets, but the rest of it is, it's a human drama and you care about the, the relationships of everybody in the film that now, of course, now I want to do October Sky Minute, so we've got to sign up. Yes. Oh, you're sure. Then you can, then you can, well, I, I, you know what was so wonderful about October Sky is that Homer Hickam, who, this is a true life story, wrote the book, The Rocket Boys. He was a part of the entire, he and his uh, wife, Linda, we became very close. They were a part of the whole production um, and they still celebrate, I think, Rocket Rocket, rocket tier days, days. Yeah. Ro- rocket yeah. days or something in yeah. West Virginia where he grew up. And, you know, we were there and, you know, the shooting, I was there for a lot of it, but um, that was another film that just came together so beautifully. And Jake Gyllenhaal, so cute. He's so young and innocent and he was just the funniest guy ever. And Laura Dern. Oh, she was wonderful in that too. I, I, I remember those days. That was really, that was a great time. Yeah. And, and, and- Joe loved Joe loved lurking on that film because it just it it just everything fell into place with I guess Larry 
Larry or Chuck, I can't remember, Gordon came to him with a script and it just, everything just fell together very beautifully and it got made so simply and easily. I mean, I just sort of like, it seemed like it got greenlit so quickly. And again, I'm making a comparison about how nowadays, you know, you got to get funding from, you know, 10 different sources and all this kind of stuff. It becomes very complicated, but you know, it was just, Again, those were these were the halcyon days of movie making at the end of those kinds of days, I guess. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it was it was magic. I mean, I can still just even thinking of the you know the final scenes of of, of October Sky where um, you watch the last you know the, the last rocket go up. My throat gets dry thinking of that you know of that one scene about mm-hmm. how powerful it was, and yeah. uh, you know, even down to the you know just showing the old eight uh, millimeter films that these you know I, I mean Joe tied it up in a bow. By showing those, these yeah, are the real, those, these, they really happened. These are real people, and this this whole story was a real thing that went on with, you know, with kids oh, that became you know the the basis of our space program. Oh, um, I think I think I think those family photos or those films came right at the last minute when they were editing. Somebody's aunt or his Homer's aunt or great aunt or something said, "Oh, I wonder if you could use these." Wow. And they're all, "Are you kidding? Oh my oh God!" My it was gosh. sort of like. You know, it was like like when they played those film clips at the end, there was not a dry eye in the house. I remember just always sitting at these screenings, and I would just start to cry at the end every time. And and also in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids when the aunt died. Yeah, um, yeah, so you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so sad. It's so – yeah, I've like, never cared so much about an aunt. I know. I was – the aunt died, and, and, then, and, and then when Homer – is watching the rocket go up and his dad comes and, over and he puts his arm. Yeah. I'm kind of skipping back and forth through all these movies, but I'm just thinking of things that move me. And I, and now I remember them very profoundly. I remember just kind of sobbing yeah. with that when and, and dad it, makes that little gesture. It, it was such a gentle film. There were no, you know, it's, it's like we, we've been inundated with summer blockbusters and things like that, but you see this movie, it's just, it's about a family and a guy trying to, reconcile his you know this this constant tension with with his dad that you know and 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 getting getting it resolved at the end to you know to that point you know it's i'm gonna have to stop thinking about (laughs) yes we gotta you gotta do we gotta go to that that other joe johnson movie that we're talking about i like i like that idea but it but it 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 does i mean it's not at the same level but i mean the rocketeer has has a lot of moments like that where you you just want to hug everybody that's in the film and say, you know, you're you're doing the right thing, and this is, you know, it's, well, it's it's another very affectionate movie. I mean, we keep yeah. calling it. It's a love letter to this. It's a love letter to that. And I hate to overuse that, but it's exactly mm-hmm. what it. That's exactly what it is. And uh, it's you know, it, it doesn't have the tear jerking moments that something like October Sky does, uh, except when that noblewoman gets that line right. Yeah, you know, uh, you that brings a tear to my right eye. Here, doesn't On it? her yeah. second take, when she just uh, nails that yeah. line but about the that, prince and yeah, yeah, you're but, right, you're amazing. right. You know, you know what I think that is moving about this film? It's when, now that I'm remembering, now we're talking so much about this and the opening credits when they're opening up the, the doors to the, to the big Quonset hut or the yeah. um, airplane hangar yeah. and the music. And that's, um, James Horner, yeah. James, James Horner, who passed away or was killed in a, in a plane, a plane, an airplane yeah. craft. He was, he, he was a pilot and he died, but I mean, that's what makes me get a little emotional about, about it, but that the music, to that film was very, very moving. And sometimes you don't remember that until you look back. And I will, I remember putting that on my tape recorder and listening to it because it was so beautiful. And that music started playing right when they were doing the opening credits. And I just thought, Oh my gosh, because I am very moved by music when I hear something that really, you know, 
you were talking about love letters, how, you know, how something, this is what kind of moves me almost more is when the music is spot on. I mean, that will carry me through a lot. And, and then, but it was a good film. So it turns out the music is good. And he had to use um, temp music for the longest time that I fell in love with. And then <laughs> they're only temp music because then it has to be the real deal. And I thought, oh, there's never going to be, uh, you know, the main theme song that's going to be as good as this temp music that he used for something else. I guess he couldn't reuse it again on this film. Yeah. And then he came off with, um, you know, he's a talented guy. And then he did the the new music and played it and they put it to the movie. And it was very, very effective. I remember that very much about that film. Yeah. You know, it, it's Joe, funny. Joe, was we, um, oh, go, I'll go. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. <laughs> it's a. Uh, uh, you talk about temp music. Uh, there's a there's a dear friend of mine who was uh, was a guest with us. Uh, you know, one of our first guests way back in minute three, and he's out in Hollywood. He's a gifted musician and composer, and he does actually uh, a lot of his living is making some of the temp music for trailers and things, but for a pre-release. Um, he's I, I got to give him a shout out to Tom Geyer, Brand X Music. He's the guy who did our opening theme, our closing theme, and some other musical cues for us. But uh-huh. that minute three was really special to me because. Uh, we talked to him uh, for quite a long time, and he had his keyboard out, and he was playing the James Horner theme and all the different variations of it and helping us understand, uh-huh. you know, in this, uh, we're changing a couple of notes because we're conveying a different emotion here. And uh, uh, I was really, really wrapped up in it because I have loved this score since uh, since the second I saw the movie for the, the first time back in 91. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, but, really interesting to hear you bring that up about how much it's meant to you as well. And Joe, has, yeah. Joe has a great ear. I mean, all of his, every one of his movies that I've seen, that I've seen of Joe's, he had, like Mark Isham did the music for uh, October Sky, and just the the sound of the, the cellos and the and the violin playing that mm-hmm, that very mm-hmm. plaintive theme. You just you start welling up just hearing it, and it's. Uh, it, oh it, yeah, so oh, well, Mark Isham is another very talented composer. Oh yeah. my gosh, I, I I really love hearing. Yeah, for October Sky, that movie. I'm trying to think of that song now. Um, oh well, yeah, you, you, you'll hear it and you'll just start crying. It's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's very very emotive, very uh, very melodic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, and and even you know even even today, I mean the the, the Captain America movies, which is um. Um, now, of course, his name just escaped me. The Lost. He did Lost, and he did uh, The Incredible. Is it is it Michael Giacchino? Yes, there we go. Yes. Okay. That did the... right. Did did Rogue One as well? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he oh. just has, he just has such a beautiful sound. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, with with I'm sorry with um with Captain America it was uh, was Alan Silvestri of uh, Oh, that's right. Of, it was uh, Alan. Uh, Alan Silvestri. Yeah. Well, I always associate him with uh, with uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, the great, oh, uh, great cool. score that yeah. I love. Yeah, but that, that yeah, that, that that very triumphant theme in uh, in Captain America was so you know it, it sounded very forties patriotic and very World War Two. But you know it, it, it these are the kind of this is the kind of soundtracks that Joe Johnson understands what you know what the film needs and being able to find the, the people that can that can craft it is quite a skill and it's 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 impressive. And I'm understating that by by a lot, but it's, <laughs> but um, gosh, we've gone we've gone from every <laughs> through just about every movie, uh, and, and in, including the Rocketeer. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I really want to want to thank you, Lisa, for being you know sharing the two minutes of of the Rocketeer that was you know I, I know it's, it's long in your past, but uh, I'm glad we could bring it back up to you and and talk some more about it. Um, well, and I hope you, you I hope you really understand how much uh, people do still appreciate it. And oh, uh, I, you know. I, 
I'm You're knowing. I'm, I'm understanding that now. I just love that. It's giving me a kick. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I'm grinning right now. Well, just yeah. <laughs> and, 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 as you if you talk to your mom again, tell her you have at least two fans, and, and, right. and there's lo yes. there's lots more. And if and if your mom is truly skeptical, bring her on the show. Yeah, I we, will. You know, we'll, oh, <laughs> I will. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks for talking. But it, it's it's great. So I, I know a lot of people are going to want to ask you questions and things like that. And we we've probably they're they're probably screaming at their uh, at their headsets right now as they're you know on the treadmill or whatever and thinking why did you really? ask about this or that. So oh, um, but, I don't know what else I could say. Well, we'll see. But we'll we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. That, uh, those folks will be leaving us messages on on social media. But I just want to give them the chance here if you if you want to reach out and 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 leave a message for for Lisa, check us out on uh, many social medias on Twitter with. Uh, uh, Rocketeer Minute. We've got uh, the Bulldog, the uh, Rocketeers Bulldog Cafe out on Facebook. Of course, the great big site, uh, uh, RocketeerMinute.com, where we have links to uh, Lisa's art, which is you really should go and take a look at it because it, it is. Thank you. It, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, and, uh, <laughs> and hope, hopefully you'll hear you'll hear from from people like that have seen it because it is it is a gorgeous stuff. Um, so, right. so check this out. Check that out on, on on the episodes that are out there. Please, if you haven't subscribed yet, we're already gosh, we're forty thirty four minutes into the movie, and you you haven't subscribed yet. So go out to iTunes or Google Play, uh, search for Rocketeer Minute, press subscribe, and you get this show delivered to you hot and fresh, the Bulldog edition, as it were, the night before uh, we this premieres on our website. So get it early and get it get it fast. You only have to subscribe once, and it's right there. So. Um, but thank you very much for joining us again. Thank you, Lisa. Maybe maybe we'll have you again uh, on again sometime. And uh, at, uh, please, if you, see, if you see Joe, tell him thank you. And uh, okay, we're sorry we're, we're, both we're sorry us, we keep yeah we're sorry okay. we keep bothering him. But yeah, but, oh. uh, and, and all, okay. the, all the best on his, on his next uh, shows that we're I'm sure we're going to be buying tickets and going to see real soon. So um, uh, anyway, well okay. uh, for everybody listening in, thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you tomorrow as we finish out the week on the Rocketeer Minute. So until next time. Over and out. Bye-bye.